Welcome, I'm Amanda Onchalenko, your host for Wisdom at the Crossroads, the podcast. My door is open and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice. I imagine you're coming in to sit down with a beverage in hand, a little morning coffee or an afternoon tea to catch up. But hey, it's five o'clock somewhere, so feel free to come just as you are. I like to think of us as slowing down for a bit to share in the backstories of an artistic life, exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. This invitation to join in on discussions of a visual medium, without the visuals, affords you not only a pause from the busyness of your own day, but also allows you an opportunity to co-create and connect to your own stories through the example of mine. Season one began in my archives, while season two will focus a little more in the present. I hope you'll enjoy the stories of my work evolving and share in the wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Make sure to stay tuned for the short meditation that concludes each episode. I know you'll walk away refreshed and able to simply be more and do a little less. I hope all is well where you are and the weather is not wreaking too much havoc. I can tell you when I was considering this episode where I am, in the centre of Canada, we were transitioning maybe a little bit too quickly from late summer into fall. I'm a morning swimmer. I swim at the indoor pool at the Y and on my way home after the very first heavy frost, I could see the soccer field next to the Y blanketed white in the still morning air and that's never a good sign for me. Miraculously, it was sunny and clear, and there was not a breath of wind. As I drove into my driveway, the neighbor's yellow-leaved boulevard tree was dripping leaves to the ground. A growing mound of leaves was quickly forming into a play-ready pile at its base. In my 30 years in Canada, I have only witnessed this phenomenon twice. It must have been the exact temperature that signaled this particular species of tree to let go and go with the flow of the transitioning new season. I want to go back to the ideas of release and acceptance when we get to the meditation in a few minutes. But for now, I'd like to introduce you to a painting called both Flow and The Hundred Acre Wood. Sometimes I can't decide, so this one has two names. I didn't paint this painting in the fall, so it wasn't actually intended to be representative of a particular time or place. But its linear nature suggests, depending on your perspective of course, trees in the process of transformation. And since this new season is already underway and reminding me our only constant is change, it seemed appropriate. I painted this painting in the first half of 2022. I'd previously been working on a commission that turned into a celebration of the poppy. Two paintings called Tina's Garden, A Celebration and Celebration Refreshed. Though you might think every choice is intentional in a studio practice, sometimes choices are made because there was a blank canvas within arm's reach. It so happened that this canvas was also 36 by 48, the same size as the pieces I was working on. And that was a bonus because keeping to the same size and shape can help with the rhythm of creative choices on the paint wall. It keeps things flowing. Hanging a fresh canvas on the paint wall is always fun. I love to paint, as you know, and always have more than one project on the go. This canvas was inscribed with the intention flow, using the gesso of the initial foundation layer. The word is quickly absorbed in the process of covering the surface to make it less porous and more accepting of the paint. So I try to add the same word on the back in pencils so I can remember where the painting began when it was complete. 
adding the word to the surface is intentional, but it's kind of a random thought that just feels right at that specific moment. There are no lists of inspiring words that I methodically work through. It's more reflexive and a bit more like using an affirmation to start the day. And like an affirmation, it is not carved in stone, but it is a positive sentiment to take notice of or reflect on during the course of the day, or in this case, as I work on that particular painting. I try to keep myself mindful of the intention as a composition develops by coming back to that initial thought with each subsequent session of painting. While painting this project, I was also mindful the previous pair had featured poppies and hits of red. So in this new painting, I was intentional in limiting the colour palette by omitting reds and focusing more on line than on shape. Each subject will generally suggest a direction. Underpainting is always a thing for me regardless of the subject, and in this case I underpainted in a clear washy lemon that shows through more heavily built-up areas and opens up visual space in the background, or what is perceived as a background. The foreground features some orangey pinks that establish a kind of pathway in the foreground. I wanted the subject to be an invitation of sorts, to offer the viewer some depth and an opportunity to visually expand the visual space within the composition. As this painting evolved into a dense forest, the lemon yellow kept it from feeling heavy and enclosed, while still creating a visual pathway to invite the viewer to engage with the transitioning trees. I can be guilty of flattening my paintings. I like to play with compliments, colours on the opposite side of the colour wheel, and sometimes that can invert the use of colour our brain typically reads as coming forward and receding into the background. Colour theory has some rules that I tend to play with but not rigidly adhere to. Painting is a process after all, and we each play where we play. For me it has never really been within the lines, and that is perfectly okay. Tweaking the features of colour theory can often be what gives a composition energy. Where two colours meet can be a harmonious balance, or a competitive reaction as the eye tries to balance out the visual weight of a particular colour on the surface in comparison to its neighbour. So are the trees in this painting losing leaves at the end of the season, or are they just bursting into colour after the winter? I'm not sure, and I'm not sure it really matters. As the viewer, you get to make those choices, and your choices will be dependent on your experience. I love that about art. There are no right answers, and everything is open to interpretation. But we connect through our common interests, focus, or experiences. Story is another opportunity to connect. My experiences in this podcast might be the segue that inspires you to connect with your own stories or experiences. The artist will often leave clues in a painting, and that can be intentional or not. Sometimes the story flows with the process. The narrative might be intentional, or it might not even exist. In the Hundred Acre Wood, I used a lot of limey greens, which might suggest new growth in the spring but I also included fuchsia and deep purples that are more suggestive of an end of season. I love the fluidity of interpretation and the fact that a simple mark on a surface can take us in so many different directions. As the maker, I get to sketch in the potentials with whatever media I'm working with. Then you, as the viewer, get to complete the narrative from your perspective. And we all win when we connect to something larger than ourselves. I hope you'll check out the images on the blog to make your own determination. I really like the simplicity of this painting. The marks are loose and colourful and the general subject feels fresh and clear. Like the new beginning it was for me on that paint wall at the time. 
I called this painting Flow in recognition of its original intention, but I also called it The Hundred Acre Wood at a friend's suggestion. Her experience takes her to the playful side of story and illustration, to her connection to bears and, of course, one of the most beloved. I can get a little serious and too involved in my head, so I loved the reminder of the willingness to play and to be playful. As a soul or solo practitioner, I am always grateful for my friends and their impressions. It makes me feel like I have colleagues, and collegial interactions and suggestions are always welcomed. Change is our only constant. Change is what we can expect. It is the one thing we can be assured of. Have you ever found yourself leaving an event, packing up at the end of a holiday, or been heading home after a particularly inspiring gathering and thinking to yourself, I can't wait to get together for a repeat performance next week, next month, next year? The same players might be present, the same landscape might be explored, but each subsequent event or annual retreat will have its own unique set of circumstances, its own stories that become the narrative of new memories. We might like or hope for the world to stay the same, pine for it to do so even, and hope that it returns to a former status quo, a time before X or Y occurred, before things changed. But in reality, the sun rises and sets, the moon follows in a constant cycle, where the only constant is change. I sometimes have trouble accepting this. Go figure. I'm a doer. I always have a helping hand at the ready to share with you. My hand is always up to help you solve your problem or raised in the air to answer your question. Surely there must be something we can do. What if we did this or tried that? But despite our best intentions, all of these efforts are futile. When we can't say or do anything to help or to alter circumstances, what can we do? The only thing we can do is to accept where we are right now. We can, as a wise friend once pointed out to me, simply be. We can be present with and for each other. It is, I am, we are, right here, right now. And that is the only given within the constancy of change. So let's be present. Let's do that, shall we? Let's get comfortable for a few minutes of self-care. If you are seated, Place both feet firmly on the floor. If you are reclined, you can choose to bend your knees and rest both feet shoulder-width apart on the mat or the ground. I'd like to invite you to close your eyes as we begin to focus on being present in our own presence. Notice the contact your feet make with your support. The ground your yoga mat, your bed, or the couch. Set the intention to distribute the weight evenly across the four corners of your feet. Notice the connection below the pinky toes, below the big toes, below the external edge of your heels, and at the internal edge of your heels. 
Feel the support beneath you, keeping you grounded. I'd like to invite you to visualize the surface you're connecting with. Imagine it reaching deeper and deeper into the earth, beneath you. I like to imagine thread-like tendrils of new roots growing and extending as I apply my direct focus. Feel the connection deepen with each breath cycle. Breathe in and breathe out naturally, but fully. Imagine these roots extending and solidifying as they stabilize your place on this earth. Our connection is strengthening. We are becoming more and more grounded. Let's be reminded. It is. We are. Right here. Right now. I'll invite you now to place your hands on your belly. They can overlap or rest side by side. Do whatever is comfortable for you. Choose that. Notice your belly fill with air and deflate with your conscious breath. There's no need to hold anything in. We can just relax and breathe as we ground ourselves in this private moment of presence. As we breathe in and out, the belly rises and falls, rises and falls. Notice where your thoughts go as you undertake this very simple task. If you find your thoughts going off on a tangent or following monkey mind, Simply acknowledge the thought and bring your attention back to the present moment with the mantra. It is, I am, we are, right here, right now. It has been said we hold our breath to fortify ourselves. From what are we withholding our breath? I wonder. Nothing deserves to disrupt our natural and involuntary rhythms. Nothing at all. Because it is. I am. We are. Right here. Right now. Apply your focused and intentional breath now to any thoughts you feel you need to fortify. You might be fortifying your thoughts by holding your breath without even realizing that you are. Try to relax the body a little more each time you exhale 
Encourage the breath to fully exhale as you release the need to hold on. Allow the belly to completely relax. Invite the body to let go of its vigilant hold on whatever it is that takes your attention. Anger, fear, frustration, confusion. Exhale those thoughts with the exhale. Let them go. Whatever the circumstances or challenges or innuendos you hold, let them go. Continue to allow the course of your breath to soften the belly. And also allow the breath to flush your system. Release the tension you hold in your jaw, for example, by allowing the teeth to rest gently apart. Relax the face by imagining the space between the eyebrows widening, opening. Put a smile on your face and feel the difference. As you continue to breathe with intention, notice the tension you carry drain. Notice the body soften as you allow it to. Remembering as you do, it is. We are right here, right now. I'd like to invite you to move your hands from the belly to rest at the heart center. Let them rest comfortably wherever you place them. Let this repositioning be easy, gentle, soft. Notice the chest rise and fall under your hands with each consecutive inhale and exhale. Follow the rhythm of your conscious breath with your hands as they rise and fall. Just notice where your thoughts go. If you find them running off on a monkey mind tangent, simply bring them back to you with the mantra. It is. I am. We are. Right here. Right now. Breathe in naturally. Breathe out naturally as you invite acceptance into your heart space on the inhale. Your hands can rest at the heart space to add weight to your intention. Breathe in acceptance. Exhale resistance.
Breathe in compassion. Exhale restriction. Ground your thoughts in this loving message. Breathe in acceptance. Exhale resistance. Breathe in compassion. Exhale restriction. Recall it is. I am. We are. I accept where I am. I am present. I am connected. I am supported. It is. I am. We are. I'd like to invite you now to return your hands to rest at your side and begin to invite gentle movement back into your extremities. Open and close your fists. Scrunch and release the feet. Repeat these gentle movements as you feel necessary as you begin to open your eyes and refocus your sight on where you physically are. And as you move forward into the rest of your day, I'd like to remind you, it is, I am, we are, supported, accepted, loved, in the present moment, right here, right now. Be you and be well. Namaste. Thanks for joining me in this practice. Time is precious, and I am very grateful you have chosen to spend some of your valuable time with me. I hope you feel refreshed after our pause together. If you are able to, I'd recommend spending a little extra time on yourself right now. Meditation helps me to feel refreshed on all levels. In fact, I am often surprised at the depth of my focus moving forward into the rest of my day. Your imagination is a gift, and I love that you get to co-create mentally along with me. But if you would like to see the visuals I discuss in the episode, you can catch the show notes and images in the blog on my website, mandart.ca, which is a whole lot simpler than trying to spell my name, Anchalenko. If you have enjoyed the invitation to take a little break and found something that resonated for you, please feel free to share this opportunity with a friend or to write a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd be very grateful for your contribution. 
So, until we meet again on a Tuesday, may you find your own wisdom at the crossroads, where action and presence meet. Bye now.